This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to That Mill Podcast. My name's Omar. Joining me is my co-founder, co-host, Mr. Mickey Simpson. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. You all right? I'm all right. Back to old school. Just the two of us. How it all began, really? That's it, mate, isn't it? It's a fucking trip back to the past. I can't believe it. It's like three years ago, mate. Yeah. It's it's three years ago, near enough to this sort of time where, or well, it was April, I think it was, when it, where it all started, mate, so... Well, I think it was June when football came back. That's when we stunned the Derby game and spoke about that and stuff. So, yeah, it's about that time, June, July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's madness, though, isn't it? Not a bad journey, mate. No. Um, (laughs) No, it's all good. Um, We've lost people. We've inherited new people. We've found new people. We've got new people. We've got the website. We've we've gone super viral on TikTok. Um, All right. Growing on... We're growing on YouTube massively. Yeah, no, it's all good. I, I, who would have thought it? We 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 were happy as long as we had somewhere to vent, and you know we had half a dozen people who listened to us every week, and we'd have been happy with that, wouldn't we? We were like, I'm oh, still happy yeah. with that, to be honest. That's all I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you you look at you look at all the horror stories we start in the podcast, and it's like you know, don't be afraid if you you know on your first show that you get you know you get ten. 10 downloads or, or five downloads and all that. And we were like, fucking hell, here we go. And it's like, <laughs> it's gone and gone. I remember in the early days we were looking at numbers and it was like, oh, result. And now we're hitting, the, you know, at the end of the day, when we used to have a text, but at the end of the day, we go, oh, yeah, you've done this much, done that much. And now we're hitting those numbers by nine o'clock. And we're like, fuck, people actually want to download and listen to a couple of fucking chances, just giving our personal opinion what probably offends more people than not. Um, I know I'm more people than not, but yeah, no, it's all good. It's nice, it's nice to see you again, fellow. Because normally we do other shows and we cross over and and everything else. Um, and yeah, and this next season is um, yeah, I think very exciting. I think there's a a lot planned for the listeners and and our our loyal viewers and listeners. So thank you very much for all of you what listen to us week in week out, episode in and out. And thank you very much for all the comments you leave. Um, on YouTube and, and Twitter, etc., the DMs. We do read all of them. We might not be able to respond to you all, but we do read them all. And, uh, yeah, it's much appreciated. Well, we're not here to strike our egos anyway, but if you've been here from the start, we do appreciate you nonetheless. Uh, mate, we're going to go straight into it and talk about 
I mean, you've not been on the last show, but I'm talking about Kevin this bit. He signed for Millwall, mate. How do you feel about that initially before we crack on with talking about pre-season and more rumours? Um, I think the jury's still out. I mean, I'm still not 100% sure on his knee, but hey, if he can score goals and he hits the ground running and, you know, he can stay fit for the whole season and, you know, this time come, you know, what, April, May next year, and we're talking about the playoffs and we're talking about Kevin Nesbitt scoring, you know, 30 goals in the season or something, then, um, yeah, I'll be over the moon, mate. Absolutely over the moon that it's a, uh, a blinding deal. But, yeah. We're waiting to right? Yeah, well, I think, I think, yeah, and I mean, look, there's a lot of good Scottish players and who come down into the English football and the championship is a lot different, I think, to the Scottish Prem. Um but it's a big decision. I think didn't Hibs qualify for Champions League or Europa? I think they're in the Europa League. They finished. I think they finished fourth or fifth in Scottish Premier League. Um, they're decent sides, like we said on the show last week. If you haven't watched that, be sure to tune in um, and catch up on that. Myself and Stephen and Dan just touched on the previous sort of, you know, his form, what he's been like, and obviously discussed the failed medical or the failed transfer in January, mate. What do you think? What do you think on that one? Um. <laughs> I think, as I said, as I said in the chat, and I said to you a lot before, I think this is a probably a deal what was tied up in January, and sort of let him go finish what he started at Hibs, and then sort of take him on a new season uh, because obviously it was all it was all announced before the transfer window really opened. So I would probably suggest that it was more of a a late transfer from January rather than a uh, a key June. Or summer transfer, so um, yeah. But that's what I said. I said that on the group anyway, and that's that's where I feel. I think it was probably agreed in January, um, and they just wanted to to look over a few more bits and make sure that he wanted to be here and have no regrets. I think, and I think he finished. He finished strong for Hibs, scored some goals, what helped him get to where they got to, and uh, and then he can move forward, um, clear conscience and everything else. So yeah, watch this space. I mean, we'll talk about more transfers and rumours. I mean, there's been a lack of transfers, nothing new announced from the all side of things, mate. Um, but there is some pre-season friendlies to talk about. <laughs> and without doxing you, without going into detail, no Dartford, mate. So you can't walk to Prince's Park next season. So. And no kebab. <laughs> no kebab. Mean? No kebab. And also, it means that you're safe. You won't be run over by the stolen car. <laughs> that was so that was true. funny, mate. That was so true. Mickey saved my life last pre-season about Dartford away. That's safe to say. Please chase on there, but you saved my life, mate. So thanks for that. I've thanked you a few times already. That was, that was so funny though, wasn't it? Because those two coppers what were walking behind us where they were just walking down, obviously. And the cars come flying around and then he's just waved down the other car, the police car will come about five minutes later and he went, oh, he's gone up there. And that's it. Do you know what I mean? That was, that was all the excitement. <laughs> but yeah, Gazer took the corner about 70 mile an hour and could have wiped us both out. Well, definitely you. Um, I was a bit more observant. I stepped back a bit and then I thought, shit, you're not moving. So you had to get back as well. So yeah, otherwise we wouldn't be here now having a podcast. <laughs> there you go. Lucky listeners. <laughs> or unlucky, whichever way you want to look at that. But mate, we'll put a statement out yesterday morning. They confirmed their preseason schedule initially with four fixtures announced. It went on to say that Lions returned for preseason on the 28th of June. That's the first day they report back to Calment Road. So at this time of recording... It's only seven days, eight days away, mate. So soon to come. 
Um, and they're going to obviously go to Spain. Everyone's known that all while. And we'll talk about the lack of announcement of fixture out there in a minute. I'm sure you've got something to add into that one. But four fixtures announced, mate. Three, two at two away and two at home. We've got Jinan away in the fifth. Well, two at home, two away at the minutes announced. So 15th of July away at Jinan, Priestfield Stadium at 1 p.m. kickoff. Makano Stadium. Yeah. Well, IKEA Stadium. Um, and then a trip to Sutton United on the 18th, three days after that, on the Tuesday night, 7.45 kickoff, followed by two home games, mate. Before fast for the week later, Tuesday night at home to nearest and dearest Charleston Athletic. And then we've got a CM Fleming love fest against Portrano Sittard on 29th of July, Saturday, 1pm kickoff. Mate, you you know you've seen it. Mate, I didn't realise that Sittard were, are so massive Millwall fans. Mm. Um you know, until I was speaking to one of their fans who runs a a, a channel, and yeah, it was like, oh, we love Millwall, absolutely adore them. We we love the way they play, we love everything about them. So just make sure you've got loads of shirts in the shop because when we come over, we'll all be buying them. I mean, they're literally they're supposed to be a big away following coming as well. Mostly um, so. Yeah, and I said to him, so what other games have you got while you're here? I oh, know we're only coming over to play Millwall. Like, I think it's going to be, like I said, the CM Fleming tribute game. It wouldn't surprise me whether or not something was agreed in the transfer fee last season, maybe to suggest that we'll have a home game and maybe they take all the gate receipts. I'm guessing and speculating, but I know that's something that clubs tend to try and do in the past. Obviously, we'll lead to another one of their players, but we'll talk about that in a minute when we move on to transfer rumours. But you're right. Obviously, Eredivisie sides, Fleming kept them up that season, obviously, and was their kind of talisman. And you're right. Obviously, a load of them plan to come over. Um, and I think they said get the get the club shop ready for all the Fleming uh, <laughs> letters. I, I think they don't know our club shop. No, let's see. I couldn't resist in telling them. You know, that, that, <laughs> don't worry. They probably have the shirt, but you won't be able to buy the letters for it. So you know what I mean. So um... well, we haven't seen the new kit yet, and I would not be surprised if the kit wasn't ready by the 29th of July. Even though it's been announced and probably been out there, it would not surprise me. Big opportunity to sell Fleming ten shirts, probably. I'm guessing they're not going to hate on the club for this. Do you reckon they'll be ready by then on 29th of July, mate? New club swaps? I don't know. I don't know what to say or what not to say. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a couple of nasty rumours flying around and I don't know, you know, it's weird because I heard... <laughs> say them. It's not your rumours, just as rumours you've heard. Sod it, say it. No, I'm not going to do it. Not until I can confirm. Um, because I'll get on with both parties. <laughs> Still, I mean, I would agree. Um, and yeah, but no, they they could be they could be a new sponsor, possibly. Don't know. Um, there's a lot of rumours flying around at the moment, but again, nothing is um, confirmed. Um, but. I was told that the shirts would be out the beginning of June mm-hmm. and then not. Quite the middle, isn't it? Well, yeah, this, well, that's what I said. I said, fuck me, we're getting them out properly. And, and I was told the shirts would be out, you know, beginning of June time, unless it will be the beginning of July. Um, we'll wait and see. But I I think it will be a, a big push. Well, do we know what the colours are? I don't know. Um I think the 30 year anniversary, I think that we'll probably have something towards that. Potentially, um, I think we'll have another home game potentially around that, maybe. Um, obviously, I can't confirm or deny any of that because I've not had it really, really confirmed. But 
you 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 know the person who who told us that something was coming, so we might have that. Um, if we do, that'd be good. It's another international game, or as such. It's a shame that they're going to Spain and now, allegedly, there's no um, there's no matches being played. It's just going to be a pre-season um, training, warm weather training out there. Um, you know, it, there might you know there might be other teams in the same um, facility, but will play you know sort of half matches, not a full match. Maybe that's the way they get rid of it. But again, it's another season where we don't get to. We don't get to see, or we don't get an overseas um, trip because we heard they were going to Alicante, wouldn't we? And we were like, "Yeah, mate, we'll be up for that." Do you know what I mean? A couple of days in Alicante would be great. You know, journey out back, great. Yeah, lovely. Um, and then yeah, they just they fucking piss in your fireworks, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Same old, same old, same old, really, isn't it? Well, we don't know for sure whether or not there would be a fixture out there. Um, there's, there's nothing obviously muted online about it, but it does say in the statement the club is working to make arrangements for a further friendly which will be accessible to fans, but this has not yet been finalised. The Lions will make a separate announcement should this change. So, you know, let's let's keep look at this glass half full, mate, but it would have been nice to have Fortuna sit either way, and I hope there's a reverse next season if things go to plan and everything goes well, and Fleming's still a middle player, and we maybe sign one or two more from them or two ex-players from theirs. Uh, but yeah, obviously, I mentioned Sittard. That'd be a good, great game, obviously, for an opposition coming to the den. Julian away, Neil Harris, um, a little Harris love fest, mate. Obviously, we went to the golf, no, not golf night. We went to the golf club for his celebration night. I don't know what they call it yeah. as a night with Neil Harris. Quite not surprised by that one, to be honest, mate. Obviously, standard stuff, really. Ex Lions manager, loves, you know, the, the love fan there is good to see. I think he's probably a cheaper option, isn't he? Because um, I can't say, I mean, you know, as much as. Um, People, bear with me one second. Um, my computer was going to reset itself. Um, contrary to what people believe, you know, where they go, oh, we don't get good, we don't get good fixtures, and we don't get good opposition, and all that. We well, have to pay for all these people, and mm-hmm. um, I don't think the club's going to pay, you know, big money for uh, a, a good team because someone like um, Arsenal or Chelsea, people like that, you're probably looking fifty grand plus. Um, to have a friendly, and then you've got to obviously have the police bill and everything else on top of that, which it's just pointless for a team where our budget and everything else, I think it's just pointless. It's, it's a shame because the fans would love it, but I think realistically we've got to look at it and go, I'd rather them spend that 100, 200 grand on someone's wages and get a, a, a player in who we need rather than just playing it for 90 minutes of football. I guess it's double-edged, that one, because if it is a big Premier League club, you'd think they'd probably sell the gate out, probably at cheaper prices, so that their families can come down and stuff. But, yeah, I suppose that's what you say, is to roll the dice for clubs to decide whether it's worth the risk or not. And also, you know, if it's a Premier League club, is there going to be trouble, you know, whatever comes with that as well, if it's a big gate. So I suppose there is variables to that. And also, the Premier League doesn't start until normally a week or two after us. So I guess they're at different points of their pre-season, typically normally away through Asia, Europe, or America or the States or whatever. So just never really lines up, I suppose. Um, another one, obviously, Sutton, like I said there, mate. Obviously, not much, I don't think, relation there, really. But I know, obviously, Alasse was on loan there twice. But I think it's the second time we've ever played Sutton. Okay. Um, and the last time, I mean, I got a message this morning from someone, and uh, and I think it's, it's pretty much the last time we played them... Um, was 1965. Millwall, Millwall versus Sutton United 
uh, the 14th of August, 1965. Uh, Dyer, James, McCafferty, Adams, Dorney, Brown, Martin, Whitehouse, Brown, Jax, and um, and Billy Neal in. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was 9-1. So, um <laughs> I mean, obviously, Sun have skyrocketed up, but they're in Lee 2 nowadays. It's quite an established club there. So, well, you've got to be missing that. Yeah, I'm going to be missing this game as well because I haven't really been to their ground. So, you know, I'm away, but so be it. <laughs> I'll have to get another trip into Sun one day, hopefully. And then finally, like I said, was Charlton, mate, at home. That's a random one, isn't it? Charlton, well, what's going on there? See, I think that's a naughty one, really, from the club because it's a, it's again, it's a double edged sword. 25th of July is 10,000 days. Since they last beat us, or, or since is that a fact? They've... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It is a fact. Yeah. Someone else tweeted the other day, and he's pretty much he, he had the working out. It's pretty much as as far as I can believe, it's a fact. Uh, we can double check it, but um, Twitter facts. But can you imagine if they beat us on that day and we don't get to ten thousand? I think he's stupid to put it on that day. I would have. I would have put it on the 26th or the 27th or something, or put it on the... Obviously, whoever realise it, it's not aware of that. But, I mean, nonetheless, still the point I'm trying to make is having Charlton at the Den in the process of friendly. I don't know. It, it, on a Tuesday night? It, it, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It is weird. It's not just me thinking that, right? I mean, I'm not against it. It's, you know, I guess it's a somewhat competitive game considering the season's a week and a half away at the time of that. So, you know, and Charlton will fancy himself to do well next season. So... As a football game, I'm sure Rao would be pleased about that. But I'm surprised the club took it on. Honestly, I'm surprised the club said, yeah, let's do it. To be fair, again, it goes back to the club don't want to pay. And obviously, we know that Kavanaugh's got connections with Charlton. We know that Sean Daly's got connections with Charlton. Um, And it's probably, you know, are you looking for a friendly? We're looking for a friendly. Shall we play each other and and go from there? Same with Gillingham. And probably, to be fair, the same as Sutton. There's probably an agreement with Sutton through the loan deals we've done because there used to be one in with Dartford, didn't there, where we played them on pre-season. And then I think there's a bit of a falling out, so we don't play there anymore. Um, but at least we're not going to fucking Colchester. It's true. I've been there three times now in pre-season, I think. I was looking forward for the fourth time, but it's normally quite a nice one. I think we had them on the Friday night last season, so it wasn't too bad. I think I had the afternoon off, went up there with my mate. It was good, good fun. <laughs> the ground's in the middle of nowhere though so it's not really yeah, great but there's, there's a nuance facts for me <laughs> but no it, yeah. I obviously look forward to pre-season kicking off I do like to normally go and I'm glad I'll be missing Gillingham and Sutton to be honest because it's just nice in the summer you see everyone that you're not seeing for three months you go right mate you know they're, they're, those are my all mates they, you don't really associate with them but they and again you're all part of the same thing right, mate how you been and that's one of those ones but no it'd be, it'd be great to get going again mate when we lost when did we last play Gillingham? Four years ago? Probably, five yeah, years four ago? or five years ago. No, more than that. It'd be League One days, six, seven, six, six, seven years ago. Maybe it's six years ago. That was the, from that game was the day that Fat Dan never talked to me again or, or unfollowed me across everything. So, yeah, I was fine. Seven years ago. I think we're going to our seventh season into the championship now, So which is, yeah, another topic for another day though, mate. But you can also talk about your topic another day as well. Yeah. <laughs> It's mad this how you remember certain games, didn't you, with certain other memories who are falling into those games. Do you know what I mean? I know um, there's two other features announced from the 21s. I know they, but Mill 11 will play Bromley the same day as the Gillingham game. Um, yeah. So that'll probably be mix and match of probably, you know, some reserves, some maybe first team 
think last season they split the games up, didn't they? Just try and get more minutes in the legs. So I'm sure some first teamers will feature. Who would you rather go see, Gillingham or Bromley? Bromley, definitely. But Gillingham would be a good one. Um, like I said, I'm going to be missing it, but that's just because it's pre-season and it's the first it's one back. Just as many, there's just as many ex-players in either team, <laughs> isn't there? It's, not it's true. Alan Dunn, obviously, Troy used to be involved there. Webster's still there. Yeah, you're right. George Alexander. <laughs> and then um, them, you've got you got you you've got Aiden O'Brien, and yeah. I tell you what would have been nice if they could have done it is twelve o'clock kickoff Bromley game, four o'clock kickoff Julian game. So you could have done both if you wanted to in the same day. But that's you know logical thinking, which doesn't always apply sometimes, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely not to the to to yeah yeah. You catch my drift. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This show's so that form is it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm only bantering, obviously. I'm only having a joke, only having a laugh. But just, I mean, I've just fallen off the cuff. But if you know, if surely there'll be people that want to go to both games, and this only 30, 40 minutes down the road from each other. Just a thought. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, I think you would have probably sold out a lot more, wouldn't you? Because I would have definitely probably yeah. gone to both. To be fair. Yeah, I don't know. I know I would have if I was around. But um, yeah, anyway. Um, that's pre-season the fixtures are out um, there will be one more hopefully for the first team one to look out for there and moving on to transfers and lack of them but rumours nonetheless mate I think I don't know if Leonard no. announced this time was Ryan Leonard announced this time last week when we done the show I don't, I don't yeah, think he no, was it was announced I think the day after or two two days after wasn't it so yeah so Ryan Leonard signed the extension got another year with us and sticking around um, what do you think about that mate I mean I, I personally for myself I'm quite happy with it if he's fit, this is the conundrum with Ryan Leonard. If he stays fit the whole season, or at least seventy-five percent of the season, which he hasn't done the last two years, he's been available for less than half the games. You can tell he's obviously a good option to have in the squad. He fits in playing will play five at the back, plays right centre half, can equally play right back and rival Danny Matt for that position at right back. Can also do a job in midfield, as we know, because that's his natural position. Um, I like Leonard. I think he's a good influence on the squad as well. Obviously, you know, I suppose we're losing the likes of Bennett in there. Malone, experienced players. It's nice to keep one or two faces around that can still do a job. But can he stay fit for enough games to, you know, make an input? Well, who knows? Maybe our um, our sponsor for next year could be Colin Wall, and uh, we just get <laughs> we just get loads to wrap up him and Nesbitts. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Benny could be coming back too. <laughs> I've got this fear in my head, mate. I bet it signs back, you know. I really do. But again, that's just something in my head. I don't know why. But I know they, I think Rara said after he got released that it's something we'll want to go down different avenues, but you never know what's going to happen if we don't pursue our targets. So it scares me the thought of that because surely we'll be looking for passes, dude. But we'll see what happens there. Um, but I imagine Leonard's on a reduced contract. I wouldn't think otherwise. I mean, obviously, he's not been available for half the games the last two seasons, like I said. I, I'm guessing it's probably more of an incentive to get paid more the more games you play I guess Mickey I mean we're guessing here but it's a good deal to keep him around I think personally yeah I think so I think it'll be a I think it'll be a good um, I think he's an experienced head and he's a good player when when he's fit he's a good player so I think um, I'm happy with that side and I'm happy that he's he's staying on for another year because he is he's an absolute lad for us so yeah he's a workhorse I think that's the most important thing for me he, he puts a shift in when he plays he's got a, you know he has a, obviously he's a bit of an engine in a sense in the midfield 
off his legs, which is quite important from the right centre half position. I think you know he can carry the ball. Got forward for the goal against uh, Blackpool. You know he set the yeah. goal up for ben- Bradshaw's first goal. He offers that sort of output. Like I said, my only reservation is can he potentially keep doing that over the course of a season and be available for four six games? Probably not, but hopefully he adds that value squad option when we need him. I suppose. Um, other transfer rumours, mate. <laughs> what, what have we got? I mean, Lewis Travis is one that keeps coming up. Blackburn Rovers midfielder, bit of a random one that one, but midfielder nonetheless. Played over 200 games for Blackburn Rovers, and we're in for him, mate. I think he's 25, 26 years of age. Um, we've definitely made one bid for him, but from what I've heard and what I've seen online, and I think you're the same, less than a million quid for their captain, which I suppose in the championship, that's not going to get you far, is it? <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And again, I I think a lot of it is agent talking there because I can't see Blackburn coming out and saying, you know, we've had a six, you know, we've, we've rejected a six figure um, fee or a bid. Um I can see his agent or someone connected to him doing it, but I can't necessarily see um, Blackburn. I think he's probably a little bit unprofessional to a degree, but you never know. Um, there, is, there is loads. I mean, George Cox is another one. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. I mean, just on Travis, before we move on to that one, um, he's on a three-year contract still, mate. So he's tied up to Blackburn until 2026. As I mentioned, is their captain. Played a significant part in a lot of their games. I think we we're in a championship group where one of their fans was saying maybe they're trying to move on to a more progressive style of play and Travis is pretty much a defensive midfielder likes to sit deep and break up play a bit more, which I guess is a George Savile sort of mould player potentially if that's the case. Um, but, you know, maybe that kind of progression is in line there to try and bring in different options into midfields. I mean, I don't think midfield's a priority at the minute, mate, but it's I interesting one nonetheless. I mean, I think personally, I think it strikers what we need um, more so than anything else. Um, well, yeah, we one to keep an eye on. One to keep an eye on anyway, Lewis Travis. Fast Sorry. wingers. That fast wingers is probably fast wingers, strikers, and a goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, apology to um, Gary Rowett, whoever, whether or not that's a fake fan or a, or whether or not it is the real Gary Rowett or, who made a comment on YouTube that we should lay off <laughs> We should lay off long and concentrate our energy more on the defensive players making the mistakes. What's um, you know, putting them in. So you know, I've got no idea. But yeah, you have a look through some of the comments on our YouTube, and there is a comment from Gary Rowett, um, who has made a comment that we should lay off long and uh, focus our uh, our distaste uh, more at the defensive players than uh, than long. So. Um, 
Anyway, on Travis, just to end off anyway, um, like I said, three-year deal, we've got him with a six-figure bid for him. I imagine it'll be north of two, three million. That probably would entertain it with Blackburn. I don't see it as a, as a starter, personally, but you never know, I suppose. If they sign one or two more players in midfield, Blackburn, then he might become available, mate. So we'll watch ourselves on that one. Um, George Cox is someone you mentioned just then, mate. Left back on a free transfer, potentially, is not is the rumour. He's he's left Fortuna Sittard, as you mentioned there, mate. And like I said, we've got Fortuna Sittard at the end at the end of July. Uh, we've obviously covered that earlier. Another player that's in the Dutch market where we said we would go abroad and sign someone from Holland, potentially. I think that's what Rao said in an interview. And he also yeah. came back from Holland, didn't he, towards the end of May when they were still playing their season. Don't know a lot about him, but he's been a key feature for them, George Cox. So, interesting one, mate, no? Yeah, I think he's, uh, I think he's uh, an in- interesting one. He wants to um, play more... I think he just wants to play more in England, doesn't he? Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's, it makes sense. But whether or not he comes here, I mean, you know, some of the... I got a comment from someone about him yesterday. What Basically, um, he said he's a lazy player. Um, yeah, he's... Um, well, whilst you're finding that. He can't play, he can't, yeah, he says um, he can't play foot. Where is it? Now, go on, so you're saying, I'll find it and come on. <laughs> when you find it, you can talk. How about that, all right? Go on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just well, like the old know. days. He's 25. Yeah, I know. I, I remember how frustrating it is. <laughs> he's a left back, 25 years of age. He's born three days before my birthday because I'm reading his Wikipedia page here, mate. 14th of January. Um, 25 years of age. He's played 83 league games for Fortuna Sittard in the last three <laughs> seasons. Um, and, well, he's played actually 104 in, in the last four seasons, 110 all competitions, signed from Brighton Hope Albion for €50,000 at the time in 2020. I like it. I'm not against it. I, I can't, like I said, I can't claim to know a lot about him, but he's obviously been a key feature for them. So it'd be interesting to see how that one develops, mate. Yeah, from a Fortuna Sittard channel, uh, he said, I said, you know, what do you know about George? And he said, uh, I don't know, he wants to play in England, but to be fair, Millwall is not the place for him. He's way too weak. Interesting. Maybe the physicality of the championship, in that fact. Yep. Um, the other players, what he said that potentially out there that we're possibly looking at is Brian Platt and mm. Derry John Merkin. Yep. Well, there was an interesting video of Brian Platt, weren't there? Someone out with, on a night out, and Brian Platt says, I'm signing for Millwall. Uh, again, hearsay, and allegedly, and all that sort of shenanigans. But that was a funny one to see, mate, when he's saying, I'm going to sign for Millwall in the video. No, that's, that's it. That's it. We he said, said, didn't he say, I'll see you soon, Millwall fans. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you soon. Yeah. Maybe we just post that out. We've got it. So, yeah, because it did get deleted, didn't it? Um, I think so. And then this um, Sittard fan said, we call Murky in the garden and the kitchen footballer. In Dutch, it sounds better. He can't play. He can't play good football, but he is very strong. And Brian Platt is more like Jake Cooper, but less of a leader. Is that what he said? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. We'll have to see how that goes. I think he's also keen to potentially do a show with us. If I'm not mistaken. So watch out for that one preview of the Fortuna Sittard game in a few weeks' time. Yep. Have you come to me, giving us some Dutch things? He's possibly going to write something of. Um, potential Dutch players we should be looking at um, who we're possibly not but yeah some players in there gives us an insight I really hope that we get that is it 
Hudihunk, whatever his name is. What is that? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. an attacker, isn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, I can, we're in the market for in the foreign market quite clearly in the European market, and more specifically Holland. So, I mean, it served us well last season, mate. So it's worth dipping our toes back into it again, I suppose, right? Yeah, and it seems it seems so, doesn't it, that everybody is um, going after Dutch players at the moment, doesn't they? There seems to be a whole new um, since we got Fleming. All of a sudden, now. Um, Arsenal's looking to sign someone and um, Liverpool's looking to potentially sign someone and all of this. And you're thinking, fuck off, we were there first. Let us fucking, <laughs> let us get what we want first and then we go from there. So, yeah. I think it highlights, a, it definitely puts a spotlight on it, obviously, when they see Fleming doing well. Definitely at championship level. I think in the Premier League, I guess, you know, we had Eric Tanahan who used to be the IS manager, so he's got knowledge of that in the Premier League. But... Yeah, I mean, what was interesting about Cox when I was looking at his profile on Wikipedia was, I think one season he got five goals from left back, another season he got four goals from left back in 28 games. I think, you know, obviously that guy telling us the reference of him not being quite physical, maybe we're edging towards a back five if we're excited and play him as a wing back and maybe he gets more further forward, mate. So maybe that's your winger. <laughs> it's the you elephant in the room, mate. You had to say, do you know what I mean? Um, I, think what, what, I think what probably the ideal situation for Gary is... Mm-hmm. To have the players to be able to play back five competitively, but also have the players to be able to play back four if we need to change it, but actually be able to play those those formations without. If we play a back five, we throw you know we we knacker ourselves for back four, and and vice versa. So yeah, I think the telltale the telltale sign for me will be who we sign in centre halves and how many centre halves we sign. Because we've got Cooper, we've got Hutchinson, Murray can play there, Leonard can play there. Alex Mitchell's still around in the fold going into pre-season. If we sign two centre-halves in my head, we'll go into back five next season. But we'll have to wait and see. The jury's out on that one. I, you know, I agree with you, mate. But then you look at the outgoings and Tyler Bury's had a bit accepted to go to League One. Was it, someone said the other day, do we know what club that is yet? Or we're not sure? Or I think there was a rumour going around. It was potentially, who just got relegated from Championship? Oxford was touted, but I can't remember who else was mentioned. But whilst I look for that, Tyler Bury, mate, potentially coming to the end of his mill stay. Give me your thoughts on that one whilst I try and find out the club. I I just I just don't think the confidence is there. He's good on certain points, but he just isn't um he's just not the full player, is he? Um he's never really developed into being that full player, which uh is unfortunate because he's you know, he's got some talent in him. He's fast, but he just needs to have that developed and, and maybe again it's because uh, you know we've we've spoken about it numerous amounts of times before on the show that we don't have attacking coaches you know we don't have forward coaches within the team and, and maybe we just don't have anyone to be able to develop him in that in that position that is true I mean, it's it's a bit of a weird one obviously he's got a love hate relationship with the fans as tends to be the case with players that play in his position and kind of Flight to the sea. I'm thinking Fred on your dimmer. Obviously, now Premier League on your next season. Blue and sound, mate. <laughs> Tyler Bury is um is is Marmite to Mill fans. You either love him or hate him. Well, to be honest with you, I think Love's a bit generous as well. He's not done a lot for Mill in a Mill shirt. Scored a couple of big goals. I think he scored the winner against West Brom did in 93rd minute last season. Um, so I remember him scored at Derby away. I remember him scored against QPR. Great finish. But they're few and far between. Maybe you could say it's lack of opportunities to play in the sides and. 
you know, last season he was a bit of a butter player and it's faded away towards the end of the season as well for an injury. But I think the final straw in the coffin for him or final nail in the coffin was the last game of the season where he supposedly gestured to the fans. But I think if you're going to give it to someone, expect to get it back a little bit, I personally think. So I have no problem with that. I just don't think players like Tyler Bury are made to succeed at Millwall where they're in and out of games and, you know, that whole Millwall type player-esque kind of comment. Is he good enough? Probably not. And he probably wouldn't be a starter for us. But I'd be interested to see how he does if it is Oxford he goes to and how he develops next season, mate, nonetheless. Yeah, I think he just needs he just needs to get regular games on rather than just being a substitute player um, and build his confidence and, and maybe get some attacking um, coaching and development behind him and then, you know, maybe move on. He come into it late though, didn't he? He was at AFC Wimbledon, then he signed for us, was a 23s player at first under Harris, then got his opportunity under Rowett to come into the side, really, after his loan spell at Hartlepool. Obviously, that was the big one where he scored like three or four goals in seven games, got injured in League Two. I, I, I mean, I think he'll make a career for himself. Will he come back to bite us in the arse? That's a wait-and-see moment, I think. It's, it's going to be interesting. It'll be that always happens, it? You know what I mean? You watch, we get looting in the fucking FA Cup. And Fred will come back giving it fucking loads of big potatoes too, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, this is it. Like, I think some players just are made to succeed at certain clubs. Maybe under better under certain managers, they play better. So, you know, the jury's out on on Bury. I think overall, um, for us, it's not really gone to plan. It's, it's he's, he's done well in certain games, but it's been very few and far between, which is ultimately why he's going. But to come back to the formation. It's interesting we're getting rid of a winger, mate, and we're not linked with wingers to sign. So I think another rumour that's going around is Lyndon Dykes. Obviously, that kind of materialised before we announced this bit. They went quiet. But then I think it went kind of a bit busy again this week, didn't it? With potentially Dykes being linked to the club again. So if we get another forward in, that could be three top, top forwards to have in the side. I mean, Dykes hasn't scored many goals, but his output in games seems to impress a lot of fans. Yeah, I mean, again, I think the jury's out in there. There's a lot of fans that don't want him and a lot of fans that think he'd be, you know, he'd be a good addition. Listen, as long as they can fucking run and they can mm-hmm. score goals, then to me, or potentially score goals, again, we need to make sure that the opportunities are being put to him to score the goals, um, which hasn't always been that strong. But listen... Um, I think we could have a good transfer window this window for, you know, a few of us on the group are sitting there saying, you know, it's a bit interesting. We're never normally linked with this many, like, named players and as such while we're half decent. Um, but, you know, it is Millwall, so don't hold your breath. Um, we could get all these names mentioned and we end up signing fucking... Um, Only Burke. Only Burke. <laughs> um... I'll take Ollie back. If we get Ollie back, I'll take Ollie back at a Burke or back online. I'll just put that one out there. Yeah, I would. I think also he could play up front. And if if he wants yeah. to try and play two up front and have the 5 3 2 or whatever he wants to do, I would take Ollie Burke back. Not as a priority, but if he gets to the end of July and we'll scrape at the barrel a little bit, then we'll sign Ollie Burke. That's kind of what I expect us to do. But I'll nice. have to see. Nice, nice, yeah. If we're scraping the barrel, then we'll have him back. So, yeah. I've got a question for you, though, before we end up wrapping up and quitting that. Go on. Do you think if someone comes in for Jake Cooper, mm-hmm. we should sell him before letting... Because I think it'll be... I think it'll be a travesty if we let... What we normally do as a club, we let players' contracts run right away down and we um, fuck all out of them. Would you look to cash in 
on Cooper now, or would you want to keep him and let him, let him run down? Oh, I mean, before I answer this question, I, I don't know where I sit with it personally, but Jake Cooper is 28 years old. So still has time to play at this level. He's been unbelievable for us since signing on a permanent and since signing on loan, really, when in that first initial spell under Harris. I think personally, I don't know for facts. I'm just speculating, but they're away till the 28th. It wouldn't surprise me on the 28th. They come back to pre-season and he signs on dotted line, new contracts. Yeah, no, listen, I've got, if he signs, fantastic. But if he doesn't, Mm. Are we going to risk running his contract down and get? I think there? lessons lessons need to be learned from the Jed Wallace situation. That's for sure. And if you you look at players and get attached to them for you know, obviously what they've done for us and how good he is for us, but that could be I don't know two maybe three million if you're a bit pushing your luck. If a team's desperate to sign a centre half come the season start and you know there's players that you know need to be positions need to be filled elsewhere in the championship. Um, then you would cash in on him, wouldn't you? Because maybe you could use that money elsewhere and buy someone else for the future. You say, for example, three million pounds, that can then maybe buy Charlie Quest. Well, pushing it a bit, but you know that could be something that the club maybe needs to have in mind if he doesn't sign a new contract. Um, I think, like I said, lessons need to be learned from the Jake Coop, uh, from the Jed West situation. So I probably would sell him if he doesn't want to stay. I think you need to get some money in and reinvest it in the squad elsewhere. I think that's quite clear what I'd try and do. Go to Holland and try and sign a centre half from there, mate. Yeah, no, nice. yeah, would you? Would mate. you sell him? Yeah, I would. Yeah. If he if he doesn't want to sign, him? yeah. If Rangers come in or someone like that come in for a couple of million, um, yeah, all day because I think he's all we've never learned from even as far back as Kale. Yeah, you know, as far back as James Henry and Liam Trotter at yeah. one point that were worth a bit of money, in my opinion. Um, in twenty ten, even as far you know. back as Sheringham. Yeah, 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 true. Just getting the right value for the right players at the right time, right? But I do think from the Jeb Wallace situation, the same people at the club now, in the hierarchy, and the same managers there. If he doesn't want to sign, you give him till mid July to decide or whatever, and you sell him. I think that's kind of what the club should be looking to do. Yeah. I personally do hope and believe and feel like it'll be back to pre-season. Deal's already agreed. He's on holiday. Comes back twenty-eight to Calvert Road. Signs the contract. Job done. That's what I. I th- that's what got instinct, but that's just pure hunch. He's always spoke really highly of the club. He's always spoke really highly of John Barrison and how much they've looked after him since he's been here, giving him long-term deals. You know, he's been here, what, five, six years now. Um, I, I, I think it would be stupid to think he'd go elsewhere. I think it's even seven seasons he's going to with us now, mate. So I, I can only see it ending in a positive way. But I think also he wouldn't let his contract run down and leave for nothing either. If the club were like, right, you're not signing a new contract, time to go. I don't think he'd kick up a fuss. I think it's quite a mutual kind of relationship that one isn't it so hopefully it's just like i said next week contract do a new contract signs and he's sticking around for a few more years if it's not then yeah i probably would sell him i agree no i agree mate. But, i agree so yeah um but that's yeah i mean that's not much to report on the transfer front mate but hopefully this time next week or on thursday fixture release day so there'll be another show hopefully going out soon on that one but you know the fish is starting to ramp up mate and everything's starting to come around for the new season mate look forward to it Yes. Um, Sound more excited? No, I think it's going to be good. You know, I, I just, I, I'm still sort of trying to go over last season where I think we had the biggest opportunity we, we've ever had in a long time. And it proves it by the fact of, you know, the the championship final and the fact that Luton's gone up. Um, and you're sort of like, fuck, that could have been us. Um, <laughs> you know, if we hadn't just... 
you know, a couple of games pre-season, you know, in, in the season that if we had a one instead of lost or, or drawn, um, and also if we'd have just kept it with us with Blackpool, with Blackburn, I mean, it would have been a result. You know, how the fuck? Blackburn hadn't scored in nine goals, nine games, and then come in and score fucking four of them. It looked as if someone walked around the dressing room at half-time and said, listen, I'll give you a fucking great big bag. Yeah, it is under grand each. Just fucking don't play the second half. Do you know what I mean? Allegedly, I'm not obviously suggesting in any way that they threw the game, but as a fan, we were as high as we could probably get from being 3-1 up in the last game of the season where we knew that we needed to win to basically go go into the playoffs. And then you go get a beer at half-time, you fucking come back and you sit there being down, fucking hell, I can't believe we're doing it, to suddenly bang, 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 oh, fuck. You're giving me PTSD, mate. Yeah, I don't need to talk about it last season anymore. It's dead and buried. I'm, I'm with you. Last This time last week when we were doing a show, I said I'm not over last season. But when you start to see the fish just come out, we signed some players, we signed a player, and, you know, the season... You don't know, the fish... The fixtures get released on Thursday. You know, the excitement starts to build again in the anticipation. But, you know, it is still hurtful to think about last season. But there we go, mate. We're in championship again for next season. Same grounds, same places. But we have got Southampton, Southampton, Plymouth. You know, there's a couple of good ones in there, mate, next season at 4 2. So, Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday's back in the league as well, which is always decent. Once that's Hillsborough. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, there's things. <laughs> I'll tell you one other thing quickly before we go. I didn't go see I didn't see that Steve Morrison appointment. What going to Hornchurch? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's gonna be a pre season to Hornchurch. <laughs> 20, 21's game. Twenty one's game against Hornchurch. Nailed on, mate. Watch this space. I agree with you, that's a bit of a random one, but I saw an article where he said it's just he hopes it proves that he just loves football. But in my head when he's saying that, it's like if you feel like you need to prove that point, it still proves that you think you've got an ego as well. I love Morrison for what he did for us but um, yeah he's another one that could cut off the fans like Bury did and different reactions funny that but then again Morrison living on the pitch and Bury hasn't so. him, though, yeah I suppose I suppose he's got something about him I mean realistically I'd have Morrison back as a forward coach yeah because it, it, yeah. it takes it takes those lads it'll make it, it'll make them all miserable that's for sure <laughs> maybe maybe, they, maybe they need that in them <laughs> at least they'll be able to fucking score goals hopefully so um, so yeah Cool. Well, that's the end of the show anyway, Mickey. So thanks for joining me, mate. And the band are back together. The duo. The deadly duo up top. That's it, mate. That's it. That's it. We'll be back. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm hearing that the ground will look slightly different come uh, when you go in next season. So, uh, how, we'll do you want to reveal how so, or are you not going to say? I just I just know that there's building work going on at, at Harry's Bar, allegedly. Uh, I don't know if it's started, if it hasn't, if it has or it hasn't or anything else, but I do know um, that allegedly there is some building work taking place at Ari's Bar. Um, we're gonna have to. I think next show we're gonna have to get you to do a Chris Kamara and stand outside the den and give us a live update. <laughs> and we're going live to the den. Mickey, can you tell us what's going on at Harry's Bar? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. Did they? Did they? Did it? Did it? Well, Mickey, they're telling me there's forklifts going in. They're demolishing the flat. Oh, yeah, that's what's going it's on. Definitely building. It's definitely building work going on there. Um, so yeah, and it was definitely. Rumoured that they were going to be making Harry Bar bigger. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah, well, it needs a re- the place needs a revamp, mate. I mean, so, how many yeah. times you stood outside and you can't get or you can get into Harry's Bar and it's fucking like that? It needs mm. it's a lot of revenue the club loses, doesn't it? So it needs it needs some investment and it needs to go. There's rumours going around that the beer's changed as well now. The the uh, brewery um, contracts changed from Carlsberg, so um, don't be surprised if Moretti ain't there no more. Moretti. Is it Moretti? What was it before? Beer Moretti? No, it was it was that Andre Peretti that was a few years yeah. ago. But then, it, yeah, okay. Well, then there was the Bermondsey Lager or whatever, or Bermondsey Ale or whatever. It's stupid, but I just stick to the Carlsberg. It's easy enough to do. But yeah, I mean, look, we'll have to wait and see. It's nice to hear the club's invested in the infrastructure of the club and trying to improve the match day experience, if that's the case. So yeah, I mean, that's us, Mickey, isn't it? So if you're new around here, guys, Done. be sure to like the video, subscribe if you're new, leave the comments below, as Mickey mentioned earlier on the show. We do love seeing them, reading them and replying to them where we can. If you're also on Twitter or socials, be sure to follow us at at ThatMillPod. Check out our website, thatmillpodcast.co.uk. Loads of content will be going up there during pre-season. And yeah, that's me and Mickey. Cheers, Mickey. And cheers, listeners. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.